Hello, welcome to the Mamas Know Best, We Got Something to Say podcast. This is a safe space where mamas can talk openly about their highs and lows of motherhood and to look deeper into who they are as women and their journey into motherhood. We may agree and disagree or cry and laugh, but one thing for sure is we will learn from one another and have a great time. So sit back and enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Mamas Know Best. We got something to say podcast. I am on with Miss Taryn Jackson. Hello, hello. Is a former educator, now freelancer, but still in the educating mode, which we'll get into. So Taryn, welcome. Thank you for Thank coming on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. My first podcast. Yay! Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so why don't we go into, I know this is like a loaded question, but who you are your degree, your hobbies, family life, motherhood journey, you know, like the high levels of things you want to share. And then we'll go into like all the inspiration behind what you're currently doing. Yeah, got it. All right. Well, I am, as Nicole mentioned, my name is Taryn Jackson. I live in Port St. Lucie, Florida with my family of well, it's four, including me, and not even to mention all of the animals that we have. But I'm married to my husband, William Jackson, who is amazing. And we've been together, oh my gosh, December will make 15 years. Wow. We've been together, yeah. We've been together for almost 15 years, and he is absolutely amazing. We have two kids. Chase is 13 and Kenzie is five and they are nothing but pure entertainment at all times. So it's been fun with them. And then we have dogs and lizards and snake and guinea pigs. Like we are a big animal family. So that's one of my hobbies, honestly, is going to places where I can be around animals and just be outside in nature. And we love being outside and and just, you know, hanging out with each other and spending time with family. But I went to FAU and I got my degree in English with a concentrating in writing. I love, you know, writing and and rhetoric. And then I moved up here to Port St. Lucie and I started working at a charter school and I was there for 10 years. Started there as a substitute teacher And then I transitioned, when I left, I was an assistant principal. So definitely advanced my career within the company. And I, while I was actually working there, I got my master's degree in educational leadership. So that's, that's where I am right now. And just transitioning. I'm in a, and I'm definitely in a big transition in my life. So it's been very interesting. So tell me how was that and what is the inspiration behind, because now we'll get into it. So you are no longer in formal education, right? You're no longer working for the charter school and how you've pivoted to start your own consulting business as a freelancer. What, what's the inspiration behind that? And what has that journey been for you in the past? You know, what was that like inkling or that where you were like, you know what, I really want to do this. Was it something that you've been thinking about for a few years? You know, kind of take us along that process if you could. When you look at teachers and you look at educators in, in general, even, even people who work in the building of a school or front office, you know, everyone's main goal and everyone's, let me stop. I'm speaking for myself, but when I've, the people that I've encountered and the people that I've worked with at the end of the day, student success and achievement and just their overall presence and happiness is really what keeps your day going, right? Like when COVID hit and they said we couldn't be in the schools anymore, everyone felt that and everyone's really devastated by the fact that they weren't going to be able to see the kids anymore. So during that time, you know, working from home, I'm sure every occupation had its its trials with that whole experience, but it was really hard knowing that the children were home and we were not able to provide them that 100% support that we would normally do in the school. So that was months of thinking, man, like this is, this is tough, but we're getting through it and we're, we're showing support. You know, we, we went to houses and we delivered the teachers appreciation gifts, socially distanced, of course, as much as we could. And the eighth grade team went to deliver the moving up diplomas for eighth grade students. And Mm -hmm. we did, you know, we called on house checks. We did as much as we could during COVID and that lockdown, but it was really a time for me to reflect and think that I'm no longer in the classroom as a teacher. I'm supporting the staff and I have to stand by everything that I'm expecting my staff to do. So when we got back into the building, we still had a pandemic going on, but there was a lot of expectations that it made you like really second and third guess the decisions that you're making as an administrator. And so I don't know, I think that sometimes you lose yourself in this role of an occupation. And I felt 
like towards the end of 2020, I felt like I was losing the reason why I was really going to that school every day, which was for the students, because I was expected to do so much. And it's not just me, it's, it's every administrator, it's all the teachers and the masks and the socially distancing, but you can have recess, but you can't have recess. You can go here, but you got to be careful. The kids, it's really difficult. And, you know, I wasn't, I don't know. I just wasn't, when I'm in, when I'm in the building or when I'm around the kids or my, my, you know, when I was around my staff, my energy, like I was hoping that it would translate to the fact that I love them dearly. And, and I think they do know that. And I know they do know that because they've expressed it. And it was really hard when I was leaving to see that people were emotional about that decision. But it was, that was also changing. My energy was different. You know, my, my passion was different. And I realized that a lot of that was affecting me at home as a mother and as a wife and, and as a daughter and as a sister, my roles were just completely changing. And I realized that if I start with my occupation and if I start with my day-to-day then maybe I'll start seeing myself again. And I'll realize that I can help students and I can help teachers and in a different way. So that's kind of where it happened. It was more towards the end of last year when I just realized that I wanted to take a different approach at what I do. And, and so, yeah, that's where that decision came from. And it was tough. I definitely struggled with telling people and talking about it because I had been there for so long and you get very comfortable and people get comfortable in a career in a, in a setting where you feel like it's your day to day. It's just routine, you know? So, but I did it. And I can honestly say that I'm one of the best decisions that I've made because I feel like I'm also finding myself again. So that's amazing. Now tell me all the women I've talked to on here, like literally no lie. They've always had a strong support system, especially when it comes to their spouse. And even though this is a mom show and, you know, I don't know the demographics of my listeners, but I think most of them are moms, I'm, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. but I do like to give the men the props. So tell me, you know, what was it having? Cause that's a big, that's a big deal. Yeah, right? To go from deal. The benefits that come from that. I worked yeah. at SU briefly. So I, I just say benefits because I'm like, that was a, a state university and mm-hmm. I had great benefits and time off and all of these things, but it wasn't fulfilling work for me, what yeah. I was doing. So to pivot from that, right. And now you got to go tell your husband, like, look, I know we have security, right? I think that's the key word. We have security yeah. here, but I want to go do this. What was that like? And kudos to him for supporting that. Yeah. So he was the easiest person to tell. He's so like, I don't know how to describe Will. Will is when we met each other, 2006 or something, I, I, listen, I taught reading language arts. I didn't teach math. So, but when we met each other, our first Valentine's Day, we bought each other scorpions. Like we actually bought each other the same gift and we didn't know. My best friend, Janelle, yeah, she knew. And she never said anything. I think she was just like, yo, this is crazy. I think this is <laughs> And he walked in and he had like his in a, in like this, you know, you put him in this tank. And then I walked in, I was like, what? And then I went downstairs to my apartment and I came back up and I had the same gift. And it was, and we were like, what? Like, we weren't even talking about it. It was just random. So that's when I kind of knew like, okay, yeah. Well, that's like a twin plane. That's something, that's some real life telepathic, we're Mm -hmm. connecting. So yeah, he's always been very easy to talk to about everything. He's always been on board. You know, when I went back to school while I was working, I was pregnant with Kenzie working as a dean and it wasn't a, like my the school where I keep saying my like I'm still used to saying because they're still my people I, I know them. I left in good, <laughs> you know I left in good faith so they're still my people but I was pregnant with Kenzie I was a dean and I was managing about 1300 students you know in the school it's a big school K-8 so he's seen me at my worst as an administrator he's helped me grade papers as a teacher he's been there from the jump so when he realized that wow like she's gone through all of this and she's at this point, he just did whatever he said, I can do whatever I can to support you in that decision. And I cried a lot. And I, you know, and and I was very sad at times, but he's just always been supportive of all things. So he was fine. And I love that because I think it's important to the listeners, especially if you're young, and maybe you're still searching for a partner, I feel like one of the biggest things and you want to make sure you have this kind of partner, like I think when we're young, we have this fairy tale thing, but it's like these, what you're describing, those are the things that matter. Yeah. Yeah, You know, the support that to say, look, I need to find myself and grading paper, you know, that is what we're talking about when mm-hmm. finding that support system. So just kudos to that, because I feel like sometimes, you know, everything is like woman empowerment, which is good, but we have to big up the husbands because I can't do what I do without him. And I'm sure like vice versa, right? You know, we need that support system. So to all you ladies out there, if you're still searching, make sure you find a partner that really is your cheerleader. 
right? Patience. They have to have patience. And patience. And they have to be, they have to be willing to, because listen, we've been, 15 years wasn't 15 yes. years yes. and we were just bliss. Okay. Like we've yes. definitely had our, our highs and our lows, but when you realize that you compliment the other person and you can be, you know, when he's slacking, I can say, Hey, we got to get it together. When I'm slacking, he's like, yo, like, love let's do this so we we definitely compliment each other and that's what definitely helps so he was supportive he was supportive of it he was awesome and what about you know what hurdles have you had to overcome other than like internal right because I think which could probably even maybe your biggest one where I think especially now being me and my own entrepreneur which still sounds very weird to say entrepreneurial journey of building what I'm building there's a lot of self-doubt and can I do this and uh, in those moments what hurdles have you had to kind of overcome to where and maybe you're still kind of going through them speak on that transition you know a little bit so I think that my routine is different. My drive is different, right? So when I would go into work, my drive was to do whatever I can to make sure that students were safe, students were learning, teachers were happy, and everything was operating. And I was supporting the principal as much as possible to make sure that the school was at its best. And so now when I start my day, it's a lot of I, like I have to X, Y, and Z. I have to do this task. I have to check my calendar. I have to get online. So now it's so it's everything is it's not as much of a team as it would have been if something happened at the school. If we had, I don't know, if we had a situation where we all had to do like an investigation or something. And we would all get together and say, all right, we're on the walkies and we would meet and we would go into office and we would and knock it out. Now it's kind of like, oh, I have this hurdle. Well, and I'm looking around like, oh, Taryn, it's on you. Like this is <laughs> you're flying that's, solo. That's real talk. So, and yep. from one professional who and that's high level position from having those high level positions, it's that's real talk. Cause you're like, oh yeah. wait, it's just me now. It's on me. Mm-hmm. So that's the biggest thing is just knowing that. And so I, I have mentors, right? Like it's different you have mentors, sure. but it's not a team. It's not people delegating tasks. It's not people coming together and saying, okay, we were able to get this done. It's, did you get it done or did you not? Like it's, it's. I look at your right shoulder and you're like, yep. you need to get up and mm-hmm. you need to have this done because you promised this and you can't put it off on somebody else and be like, all right, look, they're slacking so I can wait. It's like, no. No, it's, it's you, you're slacking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and I know yeah. before we jumped on, we had talked about scheduling. So talk a little bit about that. Oh. How have you been trying to schedule your day? Because it is different. I think we do say, well, we kind of have tomorrow because we do, but we still need to kind of get our ish together. So tell me what that has been like for you in, oh, in, in, in making sure you're maximizing right Mm -hmm. the most you can out of your day and if it's not going there yet what are you going to try and do to kind of get to that level to you to where you have it structured and you're good first of all i need to shout out any entrepreneur that i know family friend or foe i don't care who you are i praise you on the day-to-days and the grind and the the systems that you have in place to make sure that you're being successful because it is not easy to have the role of where you're getting paid every, you know, bi-weekly or however you get paid, you have the security of a paycheck, you have the security of knowing that your roles and responsibilities are outlined for you from the company you work for to go into saying, okay, you're creating your roles and responsibilities. You're making sure that you're bringing in that paycheck. So it's a very big transition. So I do want to shout out every entrepreneur who is doing this no matter what age creed race i think that you are amazing and i think that that is my planner i want to shout out my agenda and my planner that i have to make because i get by on that day to day you know as far as making sure that i'm planning correctly and making sure that if i have to put something off till tomorrow i can get it done before we got on we were talking about i was like man i thought i would have more time because when i was going into work i was up at this time drop the kids off get to work, get home, cook. And I was like, oh, well, I'll have way more time now. I'm home. I can just get up. No, that's not even real life. Like, I feel like I have less time. So it's definitely been helpful. I, the biggest thing that's been helpful is my planner. I just make sure that, and I'm not even using like an online one. I said, I don't want to use that. I need like the pen to paper planner where I'm just writing what I need to get done for the day. And if I need to put it off, at least I have it right there to, to remind myself because there's so many different avenues of owning a business and, and, you know, the launch and the, the okay. contracts and all that, like all the paperwork and documentation and, and so, and social media, oh, that's a whole nother beast. So I just, I think that's the biggest thing is just making sure that I know I can't do it all. I'm still learning. I mean, this just happened. What December? I just, I know, you know, I didn't go back after winter break. So let me tell you, I kudos to you because 
I'm learning as well. And I mean, a podcast is different because it's not a hobby, but it, it was just different as opposed to now me venturing into the, some of the things that I'm venturing out to. So what mm-hmm. I reached out to you and I saw your hello sign and your website, I was like, yes, because yeah. I know you <laughs> just started this a few months yeah. ago when you made your major announcement. So kudos to you because you. I know those were big feats because yeah. you had to figure it out. You had to be like, okay, well, what's going to work? What processes are going to work? I just really re- realized about Google forms by doing mm-hmm. something else. And I was like, Oh, that's how people, I never had to use the Google form yeah. in my thing before. And I'm like, Oh God. So when I saw yours, you're being the second one I had seen. I'm like, you see, and that's how you learn from doing you it. Learn from other people. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And, but honestly, a lot of the stuff that I'm doing now, and I I knew from when I was uh, an administrator and I learned a lot of like organizational skills as an administrator and the paperwork. And then when we went into lockdown, everything had to become digital. So I learned a lot of that as well. So I did learn, but let me tell you the web design and creating my website and doing that on my own, that was I literally, that's why my sides are shaved now because I had was pulling the side, the, <laughs> I was pulling my hair out because I was, not, I'm not a web designer. I don't do web design, but I said, Taryn, if you, one thing you can do is try your best to do it yourself first before you pay someone to do it. So that's what I did. So it's, it is a basic site. It's definitely just to put my information out there, but I am proud of it. You can check it out at uh, TarynJWrites.com. Just love it. <laughs> no, I loved it. I was so impressed and I was like, yes, this is what I'm talking about. So why don't we go yeah. into, before we go into Taryn's yeah. Toddlers, why don't you go into about your services yeah and you know where you really see Taryn J writes three to five years from now like what are your you know conquering the world and all you know what services and then kind of where you see yourself in the future I have to be humble about this I really am learning as I go right so when I I like towards like maybe December I started like looking into copywriting because I said I just like to write and, and get information across and to have a reaction. There's something about people reacting to the words that I put out there and not necessarily in a poetic form. Cause I, you know, I used to write poetry and I, I went to school for English. So I had to do a lot of writing in, in my classes, but it's like that art of persuasion that I really got into. And there was times where at work at my previous job, people would ask me, Hey, can you look over this email or what's your idea on this? Or we need something catchy for this. And they would come to me for that. So I'm like, okay, well, there's some creative juices there and there's the ability to write. So I, how can I execute this? So I started looking into copywriting and, and that's where I, I started. I started doing some training online with different copywriting uh, sites and courses that I'm doing. And I just, I'm now even more, I'm like falling in love with it. So I do offer copywriting services. So as a freelancer, you can offer different services, virtual assistant, social media management, all these different kinds of things. So I was dabbling in a few different things in the beginning, but everything that was calling to me was providing copy for people and writing for people or web pages and that kind of thing. And I was really getting into that. So I started following Rita Olds is a copywriter based out of Atlanta. She's amazing. And I started following her page and kind of just looking into what she does. And I actually just uh, signed on to be a junior copywriter for her, Rita Olds and Co. This week, actually, like two days ago, I signed with her. So really excited about that because she is, yeah, she's going to be a great mentor to kind of learn just more about the craft and, you know, the the different techniques of, of a copy and then education. So, you know, I said, well, if I'm freelancing, I get to choose my avenue, right? And I knew when I did my IGTV, when I did like the announcement of my yeah, transition, yeah. I said, I definitely have some, you know, some ideas on how I can stick with education and still be an educator, but not necessarily in, you know, the school. And consulting came to mind. And so I, I've always loved being able to go into a classroom and providing support for a teacher, collaborating with the teacher and coming up with different ideas and techniques for them to support students. So if that was my passion when I was there, but it was hard to be able to, you know, it was hard to do that because of all of the other things happening in the building. Why not just find a way that I can focus on that? So that's where the education consulting came into mind. So my company, Taryn J. Writes offers, I offer copywriting services and education consulting services to, you know, early childhood centers centers to primary school, you know, it all, whatever your needs are, it's the full bang. So yeah, that's what I'm doing now. And it's been going good. I have one school that I'm actually consulting with. Yeah. And I have some copy contracts that I have out. So it's, I'm just, it's crazy to me because we are in the middle of March and I really started in like the middle of January and I'm already getting people 
who want to collaborate with me. So it's either A, they're crazy, but I don't think that's it. I don't really don't think that's no, that's the wrong no. answer. You know, I'm I, you know I'm, I'm educated. That's the wrong answer for the test. <laughs> or it's or it's B, they see the potential in me and they know that I am, you know, they see the ability in me just from the things that I'm doing and how I, you know, build relationships with people. So they want to work with me. So that's where that's where I am. So yeah, but I'm really excited because Rita Oates is, like I said, she's a really dope copywriter and she's authentic. And that's what I want to be is as authentic as I can be. So that's, that's, that's amazing. Two things you said, number one, which I think is key to anyone listening to this, because actually my podcast that will be posted tomorrow, she pivoted to start her own business in the middle of the pandemic. And we talk, mm-hmm. we talk about this. So what she had mentioned was that learning from other people. So she wasn't afraid yes. to reach out and get help or follow people. And I remember in the beginning of my journey, I was mm-hmm. kind of hesitant because I'm like, no, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to be Nicole. And then in listening to all the podcasts I have listened to and following all the people that I admire, you know, whether high level successful to whoever, they all have learned from somebody else, yeah. you know? So she was like, no, I reached out. And I was like, gosh, I was like, yeah, I think I've done the same thing. And I was like, no, it's just finding a way that you can be inspired by something and not copying mm-hmm. it, but be inspired to then put your twist on it. So yeah. I wanted to point out that you said that because that's so true. And then number two, yes, timing. And I feel like you getting the people, I think is the universe's way, God's way, you know, whatever you believe in of showing you that this is what you're supposed that's to this. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. And I think that I look at, so going back, right? Like I'm always going to be, I'm a lifelong learner, right? We all, we all should know that no matter what in life, I'm, I've never, I never thought that I would learn so much about just entrepreneurship in the past three months. And I know that I'm going to learn so much more and I can't wait. But when I was just solely doing education, I remember one of my teachers, she was, she was a firecracker. She was an amazing teacher, but she, we were sitting in a meeting going over the data of the students and she was talking to her, it was the second grade team, I think. And we were, they were all talking and she looked at a coworker's data and she would look and she's like, how did your kids do so well? What did you do? What is, what is happening? Like, how did your, and she's, a, she's been teaching much longer than her. You know, she has the experience, yeah, yeah. but she was like, how did you, what did you, what were you doing? I want to know what you were doing. Is there time that I can go in her classroom and watch what she was doing? And it made me so happy because we need to be mindful that we can learn so much from other people and experiences and you have mentorships and all that. So I am all about learning from people who have done it and people who are doing it successfully because they obviously have something that they can share with me. And that's what, that's pretty much what social media is. Like people, you know, you talk about clubhouse and you get on there and you listen to people talk and, you know, sometimes it does get a little repetitive, but it's information and you take what you can from it. You don't have to listen to everyone's advice or opinions or anything like that. But if something clicks to you and you say, oh, I never thought of it that way, then you take it and you run with it. So that's kind of what I've been doing. So hopefully, you know, as, as, as I, advance in this in this um, journey that I continue that mindset and and I think I'll be able to grow from there oh I have no doubt and tell <laughs> me what what do you envision because I know this is quick this is like you said mid-January and now we're like oh my God. yeah you said five years I'm trying to make it till five but like you know what do you see like two three or like what do you really envision are you just still you know just being having the freedom to then do this like what is the impact you're trying to have with all of this? I can honestly say that Will and I have talked about the freedom and flexibility to, to be able to travel more with the kids, right? So I'm hoping that I'm able to, because this is pretty much all computer-based work that I'm doing now. I can be on the computer. I need some good Wi-Fi and, and, and that kind of thing. But I'm hoping that we'll be able to travel more. And I'm hoping that by next year, my goal, I have this written on my, I don't have a vision board. I know it's, I know that they're dope. Like I, I need to invest the time into sitting down and making a vision board, but I do have in my planner, I do have like this page of just like my goals and aspirations. So it's like a mini vision board. No, and it's on paper. All you need yeah, to do it's on is paper. Write. It's written. It's pretty much by 2022, I want to be able to have education consulting to a place where people are able to go on and get a course from 
from me as to how to help and grow their school, their school. I, I, I'm so old school. I remember I, when I was at the school, I'd say, well, we're going back to the schoolhouse. Like, I don't know why I said it like that. But so for people like for me to be able to teach other leaders, you know, my my craft and my techniques and how I was able to build relationships in the school and help students and teachers be successful. So I'm hoping I can have a course by by next year. I know I can probably do it sooner, but I just want to work on my craft. I want to work on, you know, I'm going to have some days where I feel like, oh, I really did well with that. And some other days where I'm going to I got to go back to the drawing board. So I want to give myself time to get it to a point where I feel comfortable, but that's my, that's my overall goal. And to also just be at a point where I'm able to provide services for people with copywriting to where I can increase my prices because it's, it's because I want to be a hot commodity in the world of, in the world wide web. We don't really use that as much, but. (laughs) No, I love that. I think what I think is so fascinating about people's journey like this and, and what I've learned even with my podcast is like when I started this in the end of 2019, I just had this idea and what it's grown into of oh. connecting with women and, and having those conversations and the ideas I've gotten from. And it's like, I know that's your goal. And I'm so excited to see what transpires because then things come. And as you go, you're like, oh, this and this and yeah. this. And that's the beauty of it all. So I am so looking forward to, you know, the future of Taryn J. Right. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited. I am. So why don't we go into what is Tales and Toddlers? Because I want to plug that. I want you to kind of go into that. When was it created? The inspiration and all that good stuff. So in 2019, I think it was, Will and I were talking, like I said, we have pets galore we have dogs and you know uh, reptiles and all that kind of stuff and and we're not scared of it like when I met Will he had well he got the scorpion I got him the Scorpio I got him and then he had like a seven or eight foot Burmese python so he had like this big snake like we had yeah I know it's crazy but I love it like I, we just love the animals and all that kind of stuff so he he's always been into like woodwork and carpentry and so when I saw this model of a Montessori bed on like a floor bed online I said oh, Will can you make that for Kenzie and he made it for Kenzie and then he got back in the garage and then he made like a dog bed for uh, I think it was for Ace one of our dogs and I was like Will you're actually really good at this like what are we going to do with this and so we started thinking about different ways that we could you know make like beds and dog beds and dog bowls and stuff and we said we call it tails and toddlers and that's what we do that's another business that we have where he makes like so he's the carpenter he will not let me get near the saw the listen I can sand some things down and that's about it but he <laughs> builds he builds toddler beds or children's beds actually and dog bowls and dog beds and, and we've been doing that we it was not, I will say though, last year, definitely not as much, you know, action with that because of everything going on and having that full-time position and, and trying to also juggle that. Cause it's a lot of hands-on with that, you know, he has to build and everything. So that was a little challenging, but now that I have more flexibility in the schedule, we're able to dive back into that. So yeah, we make tails and toddlers. We make, you know, and we're right now we're local so that we can provide the delivery and setup for those items, but we make dog bowls and dog beds. And we actually just went to Home Depot today. I, that's like one of my favorite, favorite stores ever. One of my friends from work actually got me a Home Depot gift card for my birthday a few years back. And I was like, she was like, Taryn, it's just a gift. I said, but it's Home Depot. Like I love Home Depot. But yeah, we do that too. So yeah. It's awesome. That's and it's good. been fun working with my, It's I'm reading from a script. It's been very fun working with my husband. I love it so much. We get along all the time. <laughs> and see- <laughs> that was going to be my question is how has that been? But I guess it is and it isn't because he's the carpenter. He's doing his thing. But I do want to know, like, does he have complete control over the creativity of what those beds look like? Like, how do you guys come together to say what the types are going to be? Or is it customizable to what someone wants? Because it's beautiful work. I've seen it's beautiful work. His craftsmanship is amazing. So how does that work? So, no, it's really customized to what a customer wants. You know, most of them, like the the model that we have, we have a Baltimore model. And that's the one with the, like, the little, it's, like, literally just the house uh, you know, model. And it's easy to work with each other, but it's the part where we have like the deadlines where we are like, I was like, Hey, we got to get this bed done or we got to get this bowl done. That's the only thing that is, is <laughs> tough is that like that communication, but 
when we do the delivery or when it's finally done, then we're fine again. We're like, all right, cool. Let's have some wine and chill and we're good. So it's, that's the part where it's a little hard. And then me managing, trying to, and I think he's been feeling the stress that I have with trying to do both businesses and trying to manage both. And, you know, like I said, social media, I think would be my kryptonite with managing everything. Cause you have to post and you have to engage and all of that. And I'm, I'm getting better. I'll get there. I'm going to maybe post tonight, but it's, it's been fun just being able to see like the finished products and knowing that we did that and we did that together. That's been like the rewarding part. So I know beautiful craftsmanship. And again, you know, you know, hoping good things for Tales and Tyler. I think it's a spectacular idea. And I love ideas that come from that. Like you were like, wait a minute, you did this. It's funny. Cause my dad, mm-hmm. craftsmanship is necessarily, well, he does, he does build things, but mm-hmm. he's creative. So he'll paint things. And he's oh, made cool. Jace and my niece. And I'm like, you can sell this. He's like, oh, I'm like, oh my gosh, because it's like, those are the things that work because it's yeah. a passion. It's a skill set that not everybody has and people mm-hmm. will pay to have those things. To have it done. Especially when it's the beds, like the kids' beds. Like when we had, so Kenzie would always want to sleep with us. Always, always. She wanted to be in our room up under us, right? So then he built the, that was really, the, we didn't, we only built a bed to get her out of our bed. But so he built her a bed. And so the way we do the beds is it's a floor bed. And the Montessori idea is that the child can engage in their atmosphere and it's their own. Things are at their height. Things, so it's like, it's like, you know, a place for your little person in the house. And so when we did that, she would be fine to sleep in her bed. We put some lights in there and made it her own. Mm-hmm. And it was, we felt like she was safe because she can get in and out the way she, you know, she needed to, and it was safer for her from her. And we had tile in her room actually too. So she wasn't like falling out of the bed or anything like that. And that's kind of where it started. But the whole Montessori idea, you know, is that she has that place of her own. So that that's kind of where that, like, you know, that. Yeah. It's not like overwhelming, which. No. Yeah. Thing we want. It's like, sometimes I think it's crazy. The expectations we put on her, our children. And I, 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 deal with it I kind of battle with it because I'm like okay but he should know but I'm like oh but he's still only like three years Those kids, old. yeah mm-hmm. it's like we want him to sleep in this big little even if it's whatever transition from the crib to his bed and it's like it's no, a big it's change lonely. it's a big yeah change, mm-hmm. you know? so no I love it beautiful beautiful craftsmanship and you know again good luck with with everything with tails and toddlers so before we get into my get to know tell me how have you been managing the different roles or even pre all of this? What are, you know, some of the ways that you manage the different roles in your life, being a wife, mother, now you're a business owner, you know, what are some of the things you need to do to refill your cup and recharge? I think I should be doing it more, but I think it's maybe because I'm just getting started. I do know that, especially working from home, you don't leave the house as much. So listen, spandex all day is okay, but I need to be mindful that I used to always dress up. I would have to go out. I would have to be presentable. So just making sure that I'm putting more time and effort into myself. I'm getting older, right? Like I'm aging. Well, I'm aging gracefully because black don't crack, but I am, (laughs) I'm getting older. So I need to be just that self-care and making sure that I'm taking care of myself. And, and if, and those moments where I feel overwhelmed, or if I'm trying to stay up until 12 or one o'clock in the morning, I have to know, okay, if you did that, great, you got it done. But the next day, sleep in a little bit more, get a little bit more rest or go to bed earlier the next day. So that way you don't feel that, that sense of being overwhelmed all the time. So just literally just pouring into myself, because if I don't pour into myself, then I will not be okay for my kids and my husband and my mom or whoever else I need to interact with. Cause you don't realize how much pressure you put on yourself as I'm, as I'm working through this and trying to learn everything. And then all that pressure and all that frustration does exude when you're interacting with other people. So I try to make sure that I'm mindful of that and just taking the time that I need. If Will's like, Hey, you want to watch a movie? I'm not going to say, you know, sometimes I may be like, let me just finish this really quick. Or I need to, if I know that I need to just stop, yeah, why don't we just chill and watch a movie right now? Because I, I think I need to take a break. So just knowing when to when to take a break. Listen, kids need to take a break. We put kids in a moment. When kids are having a moment, we say, why don't you just take a break? We need to take breaks as adults too. So yeah, and I think, I mean, I think you saying getting dressed up, someone had asked me, they're like, how are you liking being home? And I'm like, I just mm-hmm. miss dressing up. Like yeah. that's what I love doing because for so long in my career of being a professional, I just always dressed up. Even when I worked for companies that we didn't have to really dress up, I always dressed up. So, mm-hmm. so I am trying to put like same thing, spandex, and there's nothing wrong with that. But for me, it doesn't bring me as much joy. So yeah. I told myself after this time change, getting through this time change, mm-hmm. the fiasco of getting used to the time. Once I kind of get into that, yes, I'm going to get up early. 
and maybe not put on a suit, but definitely. But just nice. Yeah. Present. Mm-hmm. And I, and listen, the spandex does help because it makes me work out a little bit more. Like I'm like, I already have it on Taryn. Before it was, you didn't have time. You have more time. Then it was, you don't have the workout clothes ready. I have them on. So like, what is, what is your excuse now? You just don't want to do it. I know. So it's making me like work out more. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's where we were saying before. It's like, sometimes you're looking like maybe it wasn't any of those outside forces and it was just me. So now that we are in 2021, almost down what first quarter, what would you like to bring with you into 2021? And what do you want to leave behind in 2020? Man, I think I was hard on myself when everything started going down with COVID because one thing I think, you know, when you're a leader in a building or, or in a workplace, you feel like you need to know what the next step is. You have to know what the next move is going to be. So now that I'm pretty much like leading myself, I don't, I really don't know what the next step is and what the next move is going to be. So I need to let go of that sense of, of thinking that I should have the answers when, in, when in fact, most times I'm going to have to seek to understand now that I'm transitioning. That's where I get frustrated. I'll tell you when I was working on my webpage in February, I had like, it was like the beginning of February and I had a complete meltdown and I was so frustrated and so angry. And like, I just couldn't understand and it wasn't working. And I had reached out and I got, you know, I was like, how do they still do help tickets? I thought I didn't have to put any more help tickets in because that was like, you know, the always thing, if your computer wasn't working at work, go get a help ticket. So I still had to like reach out and get help and all that. And I'm like, man, I I think I'm just being hard on myself. Like, well, we had to talk about it and I had to talk through it and say, this is something completely new to me. I've never done this. I've never had to train for this. So I just need to be able to to acknowledge that I am learning something new and give myself some time and mercy. And I think that's what I, you know, that idea of, I just, I should know it. I should know it. Because, you know, if there's something happened at the school and someone came to me and said, this just happened, what do we do? Oh, this is what we're going to do. And you, it's, it's you execute an idea or a plan. And I can't do that anymore. I have to learn through it. So that's one thing that I'm leaving behind in 2020 is just being hard on myself. And the idea of 2020 was tough. It was really hard. And I've come to a realization that I am so grateful and fortunate to still have my loved ones with me and and not taking advantage of the time that we have because a lot of people like we talk about COVID and people you know you complain about the mask and you complain about the social distancing oh I can't go here because of this but at the end of the day so many people lost their loved ones and that's where that's where that whole you know where do I see myself in a few years is is traveling more and spending more time with the kids and the family is because I just don't want to take what we have I don't want to take what we have for granted so I, I think and to go back to your question, I'm sorry, I took, I, I'm leaving behind that idea of I should know what to do and I should be able to execute an idea. So coming to a place where it's okay to seek to understand and it's okay to stumble through some, some learning, you know, some learning curves. And then what you're going to take with you, which what I'm going to take with me is <laughs> what I'm going to take with me is the time and love and ability to, to, to pour into myself and my family. I think that is the most, because when you're, I was burnt out. I was, it, it was, you know, and I see the, and, and the people that I was working with were the same. Like we're all doing the same thing. We're all grinding. Like I worked with some hard, I don't know if you ASS working people in this, like I worked with some hard and tough people and they are amazing and I love them dearly. But I just realized that burnout does not equal a hard worker. And I only have one chance at this. I have one chance to be this mother, this wife, this daughter, and this sister. So I have to, and friend, so I have to do as good of a job as I can. And I have to spend as much time as I can with these people without that sense of burnout, you know? So just, yeah, just living in the moment and being mindful that that your days are not promised and you have to take advantage of the time that you have, so... No, yeah, it's so poignant, so true, so simple when you say it out loud, but it's not because if it was, I think so many people wouldn't have recognized it because we were all on the hamster wheel and whatever we were going on pre you know, this time last year of why when the world stopped and I'm right there with you. I think um, counting the blessings is so, so key because yes, so many people lost their loved ones. So many people couldn't say goodbye to their loved ones. Haven't seen. So I try and be mindful of that whenever I have those bad days of number one, just giving myself grace and number two of saying it could be so much worse. Like, mm-hmm. why am I complaining? Like I had to, me and my sister were talking about it. I'm like, I just can't deal with the drama anymore because it could be so much worse. Like, what are we really 
talking about, you know what I'm saying? Like we're healthy, we're good. So even when I get mad or little things that I'm like, no, like get it out. Like, yes, we have feelings and yes, we're And you acknowledge it. Yeah. Um, We're human. Yeah. One of my friends from work told me that she goes, I was having a bad day. And she said, just because you're having a bad day doesn't mean you have to compare it to someone else's. Like you don't have to one up someone else's bad day. You live in that moment. You have it right. Like you're frustrated. You may be crying. You may be upset. You may be angry. Yes, or you may yes. be sad. Whatever the case may be, you live in that moment, but just know that it's only temporary. Like, and it's only no, a moment. It's only a moment. It should only be a moment. And if it's not a moment, then that's when it's not okay. And I, that's how I knew it was time for me to transition because it wasn't just a moment at work where I felt a frustration. It was turning into weeks and it was turning into months. And I was like, yeah, this isn't a moment anymore. This is time for me to make movement so that way I can be happier again and just feel more myself again. So so definitely like I've never even thought or acknowledged mental health as much as I have since 2020 and coming into this year and realizing like there's times where you really have to just sit back and think and are my emotions okay and I don't want to say normal but are are my emotions affecting my day-to-day so yeah I just yeah so important no mental health I think everyone is seeing on so many different levels I mean what we've seen in the world the past year the social injustice the this the that like it's been that's a whole nother just draining aspect of things that we've seen Mm -hmm. so yes I think mental health is like on everyone's like it's like that's real like yeah. and know, in we, our community, it's it's different. Like, just it's just, and in yeah. our community, yes, because it's yeah. just not. It's just you deal with it. You, you hit it on the head where you were like, being burnt out doesn't mean that you're. What did you say? Strong or doesn't you're a hard worker? Oh it's yeah, so it's true. Our, yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, we have this notion, like, nope, you know, you work hard, play hard and you keep going, mm-hmm. going, going, going. And I'm good. Community, nope. Black, yeah. community, black community, like we don't talk about those things and we just keep going. And it's like, yeah. no. Yeah, you need to outsource. Not, that's, you need to do outsourcing and getting help and asking for help on whatever level that is, and not being shameful and thinking that yes, we we are have our faith and I'm so faithful and and prayer, but that sometimes isn't going to cut it. Yep. Yeah. And I also know that the idea of entrepreneurship and all of this is different than what I was always taught. Right. So I you know, my, both of my parents are Jamaican. And when I was going to school, I had started out going to school for, uh, to be a nurse. And I, I failed anatomy physiology. I was like, man, all I know is the neck bone is collected. I don't know what, like I failed it so bad. <laughs> and my grandmother was a nurse and everything. I told her, I was like, I don't think I'm going to do nursing anymore, grandma. She's like, well, good luck in the rest of your life because you're not going to make any money as a teacher. I was like, all right, thanks. Boom. Yep. So, <laughs> you know, like, that's how it is. Like you just, that's you, real like, talk. Yeah. So it's, it's normal. <laughs> that you just don't have to get a job you work 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 like there's this different idea of building for yourself and building for your family and so now that I'm on that path it just it feels good it feels good and it's it's nice to have that sense of like independence from it and and knowing that I have the support for my family listen my family is dope like my family is very close my sisters brothers nieces nephew like everyone husband every all even Chase my son he was when I told him I said I'm not gonna be working at the school anymore he's like wait what and I was like yeah I'm gonna I'm leaving school he's like what are you gonna do I was like I'm gonna have a lot more time on my hands and he was like oh well I think you're gonna be great with whatever you do like, oh my gosh I love you kids so and then I told him I was coming to his school and he was like whoa 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 so um, <laughs> he's like, slow yeah, down, he's, slow down. yes because he used to I, he used to go to my school from when he was in kindergarten he started when he was in kindergarten when I was working there so we were yeah. always together but yeah it's just you know just going into this year with a different mindset it's been it's definitely been it's been fun, but it's 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 not easy. But I think the struggles are, are I'll I'll be able to benefit from them a lot later. Yeah, I think it's a different kind of struggle. Like you said, it's mm-hmm. more fulfilling. I mean, you've you've that chapter is still there because you're still going to be doing what you love, which is education and doing those yeah. things. But it's just another chapter, just and I think way. it's okay yeah. to have different chapters. We're not monolithic to think we're just this way. We yeah. can do multiple things at multiple different things. Times. Yes, and I didn't know that I. I'm telling you, I was like, no, I can't. yes, I was like, I have to be in the school. I have to be around these kids. I have to, these kids, I like, I know if we had about 1300 students and I can tell you right now, I can walk in the hallway and I can tell you their names and I can tell you where they're from. And I, yes. maybe I would say maybe like 900 to like a thousand kids. I would know their names off the bat, off the bat. If, if something happened on the cameras or Mr. Oh, love him. I miss him dearly. He would come and get me. He'd be like, Jackson, who's, who is this kid? And it would be like far away from the distance, but I see how he's walking. I'm like, oh, that's so-and-so. It's just, you know, so that's how it was. So now transitioning to this, I still, you know, I still keep in touch with everyone and, you know, but. Way of you connecting with children. And yeah, like, I think our generation 
And then the, the new generation, the younger ones, I think that's what we're realizing is that it doesn't have to be one way. You can get yes. different ways and making high level money doesn't always necessarily equal success, course, right? Because yes. you control your expenses and control your output. You can make, I mean, of course. You still want to, yeah, you want a, a good income, but you can but still, if you manipulate your money ways. correctly, there's other ways. Yep. Correct. Yeah. And I think, again, it, we're changing the narrative and I love to see that. Okay. So let's get into our get to know. Tell me a favorite book or one you would like to recommend. Oh, man. So hold on. Let me see. I have two. And I mean, I'm reading like, you know, Milk and Honey. And like, those are like my go-to books if I need just like a little brain break, homebody and all that. But I actually read, and this is going to be completely off of what you think I'm going to say because I've been reading like copywriting books and those kind of <laughs> books and everything right but there's this book called All American Boys and it's a book about basically Chase and I read it together so when everything was happening last year like all the things that were happening right on the news I was like how do I how do I connect with Chase how do I talk to him about this how do I explain to him why I am crying while watching the news or why you know like he needed to understand where I was coming from and as he's getting older and he's like my height and he's turning into this young adult I'm like my nerves are bad right so we I went on Amazon and I got All American Boys by Jason Reynolds and um, Brendan Keeley and I I said let's read this together so we both got a copy and we were just like going through chapter and chapter and I'm like oh did you read your chapter yet and we did like this little mini book club I guess you can call it but it's a really good book on looking at how things can happen, right? With our black boys and, and someone from the police. I don't want to give it away, but it's a, it's a good book to see how, how there's two sides to the story and not, and not necessarily one side is right or wrong. You know, whatever your opinions are on that or whatever the case may be is yours, but it was really good for him to kind of see that book, to read that book and, and kind of get an understanding from, from both sides. So we read that book last summer, I want to say, and that was like, recently that was one of the most recent books I was able to like get through and actually talk through with him and everything we had like questions and this whole thing that we did together I, I love that and I think that's genius to have especially because and Chase is how old now he is he's 13 I have a 13 year old sweet yes. baby Jesus I mean that's middle. very I mean I know for me middle yeah. school he's in middle school right seventh grade he's yes. like right yes. and I was not it's a big, it's, 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 oh, no, I, that's, that's mm -hmm. a lot of fight. Like there's a lot going on. So kudos yeah. to Lord, I ain't even in there and I don't even yeah. know. <laughs> it's but, not but, easy. It's not, but he's not, he's a good, he's really, honestly, I was 10 times worse than Chase. I don't know why I'm whispering. He's not in here, but I was not a great student. I was, I struggled in school. So the fact that he's like, he's like, mom, I just got it, you know, this grade, I got to bring it up. And I'm like, good for you. Cause when I was in seventh grade, you want to know what I was doing. So with <laughs> grades, as far as, you know, that is yeah, concerned. Yeah. But yeah, but he, no, it's um, good that you took the opportunity and to say, how can I, how can I reach him? How can I talk to my son yeah. about this? Because yes, those are things to talk about. And I, I'm, I'm a firm believer, no matter what, of looking at both sides of everything, because yeah. I'm, I'm an empath. I'm a compassionate. I'm very practical. I like, no matter what I have to, I, I believe in understanding the other side. Cause I feel like if you don't try to at least come from some, then you can't move forward. Mm -hmm. You have to have uncomfortable conversations across the board. Unless of course you're just plain evil and that's a whole nother thing, but you know what yeah. I'm talking about on like yeah. some levels, like that's how we move forward, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's awesome. And to the listeners out there, if you do have older children, which funny enough, one of my girlfriends and I were talking about that. She was like, her, her daughter's 17. She's like, there's no one helping people who have kids once they reach a certain level. And I'm yeah. like, so true, right? We're here to tell them prenatal stuff. Then the baby mm -hmm. comes, no one's helping the mom. And then it's all about the toddler, newborn. And then once they start reaching like past elementary, it's like, okay, here you go. Now you really are like, okay. Figure it out. Yeah. Teenagers. Yep. It's not, it's, it's, listen, I, I did, and I struggled with this because I was, this is more of like a high school level book. And I was like, uh, but you know what he needs, he's already exposed. Our kids are exposed to so much things that they were doing in, in fifth and sixth grade, when we were in school, they're doing now in third and fourth grade. And, and so kids are exposed to a lot. And so I wanted him to understand that, you know, First of all, I am a go-to person. Like, I don't want him to feel like he can't talk to me about something or he can't, you know, he can't tell me if, if something happened or anything like that. And I needed a way to talk to him about it without just telling him like I was a CNN news anchor. I needed to be able to tell him like, the, you know, talk, speak with him through, through the, through the story of this book. So that was, that was the most recent one, but I like to, I, I have a very hard time. You probably can realize this from the um, podcast, but I have a hard time 
focusing. So I, 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 it takes me a while to get through a book, but because we were both reading it together, it held me accountable. So that's, I think I need to start doing that more. <laughs> it's like, maybe I need yeah. to join a book club. because Join that's, a book club um, or get yeah. with your husband or maybe do it with, as Kenzie gets older, that'd be good. Or with your son again, say, look, maybe you pick a book next Another time. book. Yes, yes, yes. So that's one of my, that's one of my recent books. Awesome. I'll ask this first and I'll go into the second, but best or worst business advice you've received thus far? The best business advice would be when you need to outsource, you, you should outsource. When, you, when you're when you feeling like, okay, I can't tackle this task. Let, let me see how or who I can get to tackle it. Because if you can't do something to the best of your ability, then it may not be done correctly. So getting someone who's familiar with that or getting someone who can, can take that on is going to be beneficial in the long run. And then I really haven't gotten any bad business advice. Unsolicited or yeah. sometimes people come out negative, like, oh, and you're like, okay, thanks. So I guess one of the things that it wouldn't be worst, but it would be when people say, oh, you should do this instead. Or, you know, like the instead, I guess, I think it's the instead word that I'm like, like, uh, let me just, can I get started? Like, can I do my thing? Can I, can I try and execute this first before you just kind of, you know, tell me that I I should do something else? Yeah. So I think that's the only thing. And not many, (laughs) not many people have done that. I think that I keep a good circle when it comes to support and, and most of the people that I know, or, you know, I may run an idea by, they may say, oh, that's, that's dope. Have you thought about this? Or, you know, just kind of different, giving it a different approach yeah so I think it instead could be yeah that's almost like you're like like that wasn't a good idea and it may not have been but I need to figure that out by myself like let me get or like I said (laughs) I always say there's always just it's how your approach and how you're saying Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's all it is what has being a business owner and mother taught you and whether it's combined separate I know they're two separate things but now that you are really a business owner and going that way but you're also a mom how are those colliding and what has both of them you know taught you daylight savings time is a joke and it- <laughs> You still need more hours in the day no matter what you're doing it made me realize that I am inspiring my kids as they see me go through this journey Chase, you know, he came to me a few, maybe like a few months ago and said, mom, you know, I, I need, I want this. Or he, he was asking for something. I said, man, you want something else. All right, man. And he was like, but I want to make money. So like, how do I make my own money? <laughs> and I need to get, like, I need to make my own money. I said, all right, cool. Have you thought about starting a business? You know, I just started a business. Have you thought about that? And he was like, I don't know what I would do. I can sell things on like line or something. I said, yeah, you can do that, but you need the money to buy the things to sell online. Right. So how, where do you start? So we had a conversation and we were talking about like his likes and dislikes and everything. And we came, we boiled down to dog walking. So now he has his own dog walking business and we can employ him through Tales and Toddlers as a, as an employee. So he's, he's doing that and he made his logo himself and he did the advertising. He went on, he downloaded the Nextdoor app and his advertising because he needs to stay like within these, you know, blocks. Like I can't have him to have to drop them off and all that. So, so he actually has one potential client who reached out and said, hi, I was wondering if, you know, how much your prices were. It was so cute. He like ran to me and was like, oh my God, mom, someone, what do I say? What do I say? So I like had to help him through it. But yeah, he, he got his shirts made and he's doing, it's called Chasing Dogs and he does his dog walking. So I think it's the inspiration of knowing that if you have an idea and if you have a goal in mind that you can get it done. And I, and I think that's the biggest thing is, is just the inspiration that I've been able to um, provide for my kids, my family. And, and, you know, and even, even when I was doing a consult yesterday, I had to, so one of, one of the steps in, in consulting is the observations that I do in classrooms. And after I went and met with the assistant director and we were just talking and, just, and I was giving her like an idea and she's like, man, you really know like, you know a lot about this. And I was like, yeah, but it, because I'm so used to it, when I talk about it, I'm just like, it's just second nature. But she's like, this is like, this is, I, I want to learn from you and all of that. And it just felt good to know that, you know, I was able to inspire her as well. And and I'm helping her, you know, get the school to where, you know, she wants to see it. And so, yeah. And it's just validation, again, of the universe showing this is what you're, you do know yeah. yourself. Because I know I've had the imposter syndrome. I've had the... Am I doing, and you know, what am I doing? Who am I to give someone advice? And I'm like, yeah. it wasn't honestly until you gave me your about me thing. And I was like putting it together. I'm like, wait a minute. I know a lot of different you things. Know, I know different my, it, right? Yes. Yep. That's what it is. You have to really reflect and say, I can't be an imposter because guess what? 
there were tons of artists like Picasso. There was tons of, there were tons of activists. There's tons of people out there doing the same thing. It's just, how does it relate to you and how you make your own impact? I think that's the biggest thing. Cause there's tons of copywriters. There's tons of ed consultants, but it's how it's the impact that I have on certain people, you know? Correct. And maybe so, that customer isn't for you. Like there's so much yeah. in the world that it's yep. Can't let that fear stop you. And with a good work ethic and you being authentic and true to yourself, mm-hmm. doing the work, right? Again, you can't just put it out there. I want to be a copywriter or be a consultant. You yeah. have to do the work. But if the whispers are getting louder and they're showing you the direction, you you take it and you see where it goes. Yeah. I had to, I I mean, not every I've applied to, you know, I've had different people come in and try and, you know, I've had different discovery calls. Not everyone's gonna say, Yeah, I want to work with Taryn J. Like it's 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 depends on who wants to work with me. And so one of the first gigs that I actually turned down one of my first clients, one of my first potential clients, when I realized that I just didn't see their vision and what they were trying to put out there. And I was kind of like, uh, not so much. And then I, and then maybe like mm, three or four weeks later, I had another discovery call with a client who it's actually Yale books and their books based on you know, Southeast Asia and their books are, oh my God, they're so beautiful, but I'm working with them and, and just being able to, when I like saw the books and I went on their site and I was like, boom, I got, I love them. I love this. I love their, I love their message. And so I was able to, you know, to realize that it's, it really is my energy and who, who can relate to my energy and where I want to invest my time and all of that. So of course, and that's only going to make you more successful because not every opportunity is a good opportunity. Two more questions. And then, you know, we'll wrap this up. What are you grateful for today? And then any final thoughts to the podcast world? I am grateful for, I know people always say like their family and health and all of that. Like, I feel like that's, if you're not grateful for your family, then you might need to talk to somebody or talk to your family, reach out. But in health, (laughs) I'm always going to be grateful for my health. But honestly, I can, I can say that I am grateful for everything that I've learned in the past 10 years as an educator and my ability to build, to build relationships and to build strong relationships with people. So yeah, my health, my family, I love, love, love them, but not everyone has the, not everyone has the tools it takes to meet someone for the first time and make it and have an impact or, or to be able to be personable to that person. And I feel like I'm getting to a point where I can meet people and, 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 you know, read people's vibe and understand people a little bit better. And I think that that's a really good, that's a really good tool to have. There's a lot of iffy people out there in the world. And and the fact that I feel comfortable knowing not so much, and I'm, you know, I'm not saying that I won't get conned tomorrow. Like I, it, you never know what sure. can happen, but I like the idea that I feel like over time, I'm able to build relationships with people. So I'm grateful for that and health and my family and all of that. And I'm also, what do I, what, what was the last The question? final thoughts to the podcast world, how people can find oh, you, final thoughts. What do you want to say? This is, this is your platform. Speak on it. I think that this is the fact that I'm a visual, let me tell you, I'm a visual learner, right? So whenever we would have to take notes in class or the teacher would just, just lecture, I would always check out. I'm like, oh, you lost me. I'm done. It, you know. And so, like when I listen to podcasts, I'm listening to them now because I'm trying to learn and everything. And there's like different co- podcasts about copywriting and consulting. Oh, and all so that. many different things. Yeah. yeah. So when you reached out about this, I was like, am I gonna do a good job? Because I'm not gonna see like I, I'm not gonna see the people I'm talking to. How like do I make eyes like? It's so I, <laughs> how are they going to understand me? How are they going to reach me? Yeah, how like, how are they going to know what I'm, like, how are they going to, uh, what if my voice is cracked? Like, what if, what happens? Like, I've been drinking water all day. It's ridiculous, right? So <laughs> I really commend you for giving women and and just providing this platform for people because it takes a lot to talk about some things that you may not always be comfortable to talk about. And it takes, and when you talk about things, the amount of reflecting that I have done on myself in the past hour is amazing. And I, I appreciate this. I really do. And I think that you are definitely in the right track when it comes to your, you know, mama's know best because we do. And and I and I applaud you for it. I've realized that social media is definitely going to be the avenue to get myself out there. So I've uh, made sure that, you know, Taryn J. Wrights is a name on the on the web. So that's my webpage. And I also have Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And LinkedIn. I mean, you know, I start off with LinkedIn with my LinkedIn path, is like so. the next. That's my thing. I yeah. haven't even posted on LinkedIn because I'm ready. I'm trying to get all my ish together first. Yes. Boom, because you do 
I, even though you have to start where you are, I think you need to have some of the details, right? Like you have to yeah. have some details. So yeah. a LinkedIn is a very good, good source. I, I didn't think. even know that, but I didn't realize that until recently when I was in these. So I started getting into these Facebook groups and people are like, oh yeah, I got a client on LinkedIn. I'm like, how? Oh, isn't that where you just put your resume? Nope. Like that's a whole nother world. So it's a lot. It definitely is. I'm glad that they are trying to streamline like where you can post on different ones and all of that. Yeah. But yeah, Taryn J. Writes is my thing. If you go on Instagram and Facebook, you can find tales letter n toddlers so it's tales and toddlers and that's that's what i've well, that's what i've been doing and i i just want to thank you again for this opportunity this is so dope and just whoever's listening just do you and just whatever you're doing make sure you find the joy in everything that you do find the joy in everything that you do yes that's, i could already see like that's going to be the title title taryn j writes find the joy right everything it's actually i'm not gonna lie that is actually on my uh, facebook yeah finding the joy in everything that i do yeah that's, that's it that's what it's all about taryn it's been a pleasure thank you so much for coming on for speaking your truth for sharing your journey i always say if it touches at least one person but i know we're going to touch a bunch because i'm like over like four thousand downloads so okay. people are listening yes so people are listening so yeah so thank you thank you so much for coming on good luck awesome. with everything continued blessings to you and love and light thank you so much nicole thank you for listening to the mama's no best we got something to say podcast Please share this episode, download it, rate, review, and subscribe to my show if you haven't already done so. And tune in next time to hear another fierce mama share her motherhood journey. Continue blessings to you all for love and light.